You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bo's Nose Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich. And now, here's Jay. And good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the Bo's Nose Show. I'm your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bozovich, and we're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Elmira, Oregon, where I'm sequestered at the Bozovich Poodle Ranch, uh, maintaining my social distances uh, from the public, but not because I have a fever or anything like that, just practicing good social distancing. So, you know, everything's all coronavirus all day long uh, here in Oregon, as we are very close to probably the two largest ground zeros or sitting between them, uh, Seattle, Washington area and the uh, San Francisco, California area seem to be two of the biggest hot zones in the country. And we just happen to be smack dab in the middle of those two. So, uh, you know, we really are you know, talking coronavirus most of the time, all the time. Hello, Elizabeth. I'm trying to find a poodle. <laughs> you got two here. I got four. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to live radio Hi. simulcast on Facebook. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Sorry. She was, she's got to leave for an appointment and uh, just making sure we had all poodles a, a accounted for here at the Bozovich Poodle Ranch um, as he's about ready to cause problems because he's going after the cat. No cat. Stop it. So there's our our quick diversion from coronavirus for the moment. Uh, But, you know, it's a serious uh, issue. And uh, we, as the Board of Lane County Commissioners yesterday, declared an emergency. And um, that is for several reasons, you know, one of which um, we raised the spending limits for um, our county administrator so he wouldn't have to come back to us in the next couple of weeks um, to get our authorization. Uh, he has a, a authorization up to 150000 on his signature. What we did was we allow, were allowing him to get up to 750000 without having to come back to the board. And we're hoping that's enough authorization to get us to the next time the board meets in two weeks because we were off next week because next week was supposed to be spring break. And uh, now it's just, um, uh, you know, the governor just extended the school closure uh, all the way through close to the end of April. Um, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if it goes even further um, in the future. So. Uh, having quite an extended spring break here in the state of Oregon, for those of you that might be watching or listening to the Bo's Nose Show from outside of Oregon. But I do want to remind folks that we do the Bo's Nose Show so that folks can call in and we can have a conversation. Because one of the things you know I posted in, in the promo for the show is I am curious to see how this is affecting other people or if there are things that you know you might need that people haven't thought of um, out there. Um, you know, I've gotten a couple um, requests from constituents over the um, over the, the email and phone and all that that I've been able to pass on to staff. And it was stuff that, you know, they're so wrapped up in doing so many other things. They don't think of some of these things that come up uh, in other people's lives um, that are important to maintain their, their, business and their livelihoods and everything else, or, or just in trying to make it easier to respond to um, coronavirus. You know, for instance, I had somebody ask me about waiving property tax, um, late payment fees and, and fines, because um, there still is um, the third uh, property tax payment 
Uh, my dog just unplugged my computer uh, from the power, uh, and I don't want to run out of power in the middle of the show. But, uh, you know, the third payment for property taxes is coming due. And um, I, I passed that on to our assessor and hadn't even, you know, they hadn't even thought about doing that. They were busy thinking about things like, you know, how do we protect the employees in the assessor's office and, and still be able to tra do transactions. So they were closing the office, the over-the-counter transactions and going to, um, you know, basically almost completely online and telephone um, transactions with the public to take care of, of tax issues and assessment issues. And that was, you know, what they were concentrating on. They weren't thinking about, hey, there's folks now that are being laid off from restaurants and, and you know, substitute school teachers that are no longer going to have substitute gigs because the regular teachers aren't even teaching. Um, and, and they're not union employees that are regular employees that are going to continue to get a paycheck under Kate Brown's declaration. You know, there's lots of different people that are going to have trouble paying their taxes. And, um, you know, I hadn't even thought about that because I, you know, I have a mortgage, so my taxes are paid in my mortgage payments. Um, so, you know, that, that question came up and it was like, wow, we hadn't thought about doing this. Unfortunately, those fines and, and late fees are in state statute, so it's going to have to take state action. And lo and behold, we managed to, to really quickly get a hold of the Oregon um, Association of, of Assessors, and um, they're bringing it forward to the, the committee that's meeting right now um, from the legislature, uh, the, uh, the emergency committee they put together on the coronavirus, to suggest that that be part of whatever emergency legislation they pass is to waive these late fees and fines for property tax payments. Um, so, you know, it takes just somebody calling in and, and making that sort of suggestion or emailing me. But if you want to talk right now, you can call the show at 646-721-9887. Again, that's 646-721-9887. 721-9887. Just press one so Robin, my call screener and producer extraordinaire, knows you want to get in on the conversation and um, we'll get you on the air here and we'll have a conversation because, you know, how is coronavirus affecting you? You know, we made this emergency declaration in part so we have that extra spending authority in part because it allows for us to sign contracts quickly uh, and, and short cycle some of those processes so we can do things like buy personal pr protection stuff to distribute out to uh, medical providers um, and trying to protect our, our first line medical workers, you know, all sorts of things that allows us to do. Really important though, it also sets us up to be eligible and to start the, the bookkeeping and all that to be eligible for federal reimbursement of all the emergency expenses like overtime that we're spending on this crisis. Um, as you can imagine, you know, we may be um, cutting back on hours in some places, uh, like some of those front counter workers that deal with the public, yet we've got other people that are manning our emergency operations center and our public health um, uh, folks that actually do the tracking of, um, you know, contacts with people that had the virus, et cetera. Um, those folks are all working overtime. So, you know, it's a massive paperwork scramble for us um, to, to track that extra cost. And hopefully if the federal government does reimburse local governments for this national emergency, we'll be able to have the paperwork to back up to do that. And we'll have declared the emergency to make us eligible. One of the things about how FEMA reimbursements work is you have to declare a local emergency first. The state has to acknowledge that local emergency, and then that kind of sets you up to be eligible for reimbursement from FEMA later if the president acknowledges that, that emergency. Um, so, uh, you know, just kind of starting that chain. But, um, you know, it's interesting to see how this has been impacting different people. You know, everybody knows about this, you know, the, the toilet paper shortages, et cetera, and, and that's all over the internet, but, you know, some of the, the, the really different aspects of this is, you know, how it's affecting different businesses. 
you know, if you're in the toilet paper manufacturing, you may be actually adding employees and, and extra shifts to try and ramp up for the demand that's, that's going on. Or particularly if you're in the Clorox white manufacturing, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, the, and the hand sanitizing um, side of things, you're probably ramping up. And if you make uh, the, uh, the, the paper mask, you know, that people wear to prevent them from coughing all over each other. Um, you know, that, that's, that's also, you know, probably ramping up, but, you know, it's interesting. My, my wife's business, which I'm half owner in, uh, so I pay a lot of attention and help her out because I also do some of the financial books for it. Um, and I run the payroll, not a big business. It's only her and I and three other employees. Um, but one of the things she does as part of her business is she leads textile tours in the United Kingdom and Europe. And she had a tour scheduled that people had paid deposits and um, even sometimes full balances for that started in May. And it was going to go to London and Paris um, in, in May, mid-May. And uh, it just got to be with the airlines um, reducing flights and travel restrictions, et cetera. Um, and folks being nervous about it, that uh, she had to make the decision this weekend um, to uh, postpone that that tour. And actually, she had a second tour scheduled in October um, in um, England and Scotland um, that she's actually going to um, start the tour in France instead of England a week before this other tour and kind of combine the two. And actually, I, I offer options to extend either of the, the tours, the folks that have signed up for one or the other, uh, to a three-week tour. But still, it's, you know, causing a ma major upheaval. You know, it's not a, a large tour that's only 15 people. But she took the time on Monday to personally call each one of those clients that had made a deposit and offer them their options and some of them just opted completely to get a refund. Um, so we're writing checks, you know, for thousands of dollars back to several people that asked for refunds. Uh, fortunately, um, not so much that we, that it put us in the cash flow issue, but you know, if all 15 people had decided not to roll to, to October, um, it would have probably caused some problems because we had already made deposits with hotels in France that are are freaking out and 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 only allowing us to have a credit um so you know that's that's the uh you know that's kind of what goes on you know there's there's this you know that aspect of this you know, but the other half of her business is um she runs a magazine that's uh, about uh fine needlepoint and and um, textile arts and uh, it allows um, folks to uh, you know work you know do stuff at home you know <laughs> and and when everyone's having to be at home you know hopefully that the magazine will actually do well during this time you know and maybe she'll get some new subscriptions and uh, we actually made the decision today to put some of our back issues that we have stockpiled we always print some excess issues when they they do print runs uh, on sale to give people an opportunity to buy some extra reading material for a while they're trying to socially distance themselves. Interesting, you know, kind of two halves of this business, we, you know, one part might actually benefit from it while the other part of the business is actually having to scramble and reschedule. So it looks like we've got Annie on the line here. Um, Annie, uh, so Hi, how Jay. is this whole? How you doing? Good. How are you? Um, Good. I just wanted to touch on the. I I found it really interesting about the travel you were talking about. Um, my primary employment is selling small ship cruises and tours um, all over the world, and so I can really relate to what you and your wife are going through right now. That's all we have been doing. Um, this this entire well the last thirty days is working on cancellations, and we've been of course 
knowing about this and starting to work this, uh, the cancellation since January. I think what's, what's most frustrating for me is being an independent contractor and self-employed is each time there's a cancellation, there's a commission lost. And so you know travel isn't something that you book and pay for today and travel tomorrow. These are trips that were that were made maybe a year ago and are just coming to fruitation and the cancellations are going all the way through September now. And so we're seeing our income just completely disappear. And we don't fit yeah. into traditional programs. We don't get unemployment. We don't we don't see the billions of dollars in federal relief that's gonna be used to bail out the airlines and bail out the cruise companies. We don't see any of that. The trickle down doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's really um you know, and I, I'm aware of that somewhat too because Elizabeth and I have a small ship cruise booked for June, late June, uh, mm-hmm. for her 60th. <laughs> Didn't book it through you. Um, yeah, uh, you did. But, we got yeah. to talk about that another day. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but we haven't canceled it yet because the the cruise line hasn't canceled, and we're kind of hoping maybe by June uh, Hawaii will be a safe place to travel. <laughs> But uh, and, and yeah, that's, I, I, that's hard for people to understand too. Is that we can't do anything until the airlines or the cruise line cancels, and insurance does not cover any of this because it's not canceling for a covered reason. Um, yeah. and, and it's just it's frustrating for for our clients too. Very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Elizabeth travels considerably um, for her her the magazine side of the business too, and she had. Um, a uh, trade show in Florida canceled this this weekend coming up, and then she was there was a, a retreat and um, uh, teaching and classes and stuff, which is a networking um, uh, content mm-hmm. gathering thing for the magazine that she does in New Mexico. A couple of weeks coming out, both of those things have been canceled. So one of the things she's been having to deal with is, of course, the airlines aren't giving refunds; they're giving credit. So she was having to rebook her, her travel to, to, to Heathrow um, for that she had already booked for uh, May to October. So that was that was not too bad. But she had $3,000 basically worth of airline credits with United. <laughs> so one of the things she was trying to do was maybe upgrade our, our trip to, to Hawaii um, to try and spend some of that. But it's just, you know, it, it, Getting a hold of the airlines to do anything right now is near impossible. United's basically, they'll call you back. (laughs) Well, it's it's my my day is spent on hold with airlines for upwards of two hours every day per airline. So I I totally understand that they're they're bombarded as well. Yeah, United seems to be doing this situation. Yeah, United seems to be doing something really good. So I'm going to say that this real quick because sometimes United and, and airlines get bad customer service reps. But um, when she called and asked for an agent, they gave her the option of having them call back, and and you leave, and and it, and they call you back, you know, an hour or so later, um, and then there's like a couple minute hold while they transfer you back to the agent. But it's a it it's so much better than sitting on hold. <laughs> It, so, it is. So at least, and I have, yeah, I have my reasons for staying on hold because my phone doesn't ring, and then I can get some of the things done I can't do when the phone rings. Um, but, yeah. but yes, most of them are offering that service, and for the general public, that's a wonderful, wonderful service. Um, very yeah. good. I haven't, I haven't encountered an agent yet that hasn't been the most understanding and the most helpful, but their hands are tied by policy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear about, you know, the, the cancellations and, and your commissions. Um, you know, like I was talking about, you know, the person that asked me about the property tax relief was somebody that had their hours cut at their, their place, you know, of employment. Um, hopefully maybe some of the things that we're doing to try and help some of those the general public out that don't get the relief so much, uh, will help help you out. It sounds like what they're trying to do, at least with the national relief bill, is have it come down to the person level. 
where they're talking about actually cutting checks directly to people, you know? Um, so hopefully some of that will help get you through the hump. <laughs> but yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, keep fighting for us. You're doing a great job. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Annie. And thanks for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was Annie. And, uh, just like I said, you know, you can call in any time and kind of chime in on, on the Bo's Nose show. You know, kind of tell us how is the uh, coronavirus affecting you and your business or your livelihood? Uh, you got a tip for somebody, you know, uh, uh, you know, really good way of, of uh, um, you know, kind of like there are all these uh, home, home recipes for hand sanitizer or something like that. If there's something, you know, unique you know about, um, give me a call. Uh, I do want to do one quick public service announcement. And we, we, we made this announcement in our county um, press conference today, but, you know, everybody's bought the Clorox wipes or, or some kind of, um, you know, hand wipes or whatever else. Those are not meant to be flushed down a toilet like toilet paper. They don't disintegrate enough um, and they clog you know, they can clog the pipe system, but worst of all, they clog the screens and the pumps um, in the sewage pump stations and treatment plants, which are, you know, big pieces of expensive equipment um, that we really want to have continue to work during all this. <laughs> because, you know, some of those uh, infrastructure systems, if they, you know, employees start getting hit, having to self-quarantine for 14 days and all that, we don't need to then be addressing an issue with um, thousands of clogged pipes and, and, and broken pumps and, and clogged screens. Um, so don't flush the Clorox wipe down the toilet. You know, Should that be a regular news announcement? Should we do the, do the music? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a news announcement so much, but it's just, you know, kind of like, you know, I have that thing at my little subliminal message that goes all through my announcements about wash your hands. Don't flush the wipes. <laughs> or squeeze the sermon. Yeah, it's not meant to be flushed, a Clorox wipe. You know, it's just like, you know, you wouldn't, you don't flush your Swifter thing <laughs> down the toilet. Don't flush the wipes um, down the toilet because um, they're basically made out of the same material. Uh, <laughs> it's not biodegradable. Uh, it clogs up the, the pumps and everything else, and it's, it's just not good for the system. Um, so, uh, really it's kind of like, you know, when the recycling, keeping the plastic bags out of your recycling that clog the, uh, the, the machines that sort the recycling, uh, we don't want the, the, the Clorox wipes going in the toilet. Um, so apparently we're starting to see a lot of problems with that around town. So don't flush the Clorox wipes. That's our public service announcement for the day along with wash your hands, because uh, one of the things about coronavirus and any virus to that fact is soap, warm soap and water is absolutely devastating to a virus because of um, they are, you know, they're not real hardy living organisms. They're, you know, basically some RNA um, <laughs> thrown together, you know, with, with not, not quite as protective a membrane as a bacterium has. So soap and water is really effective at killing them. You know, so wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Don't touch your face, cover your cough, stay home if you're sick. You know, 40% effective in preventing viral transmissions are those recommendations. So if we can get those transmissions reduced by 40% just by people washing their hands, covering their cough, you know, staying home if you're sick, you know, don't touch your face. Wow, that's a big difference. Everybody can keep doing that stuff. So, um, you know, speaking of impacts on business, um, it'll be interesting to see um, where some of this ultimately goes uh, around the country but you know a lot of people are going you know why are we doing all this it's only a flu i want to make it perfectly clear coronavirus is not the flu and particularly this coronavirus 
Influenza is a different family of viruses. Coronavirus is called coronavirus specifically because it has this, it looks like it has a halo under an electron microscope, which is what you need to see a virus basically. Um, and it, it, it's a, a, you know, a bunch of proteins that stick out of the virus um, organism that creates that halo. Um, and that's not at all like the flu virus. Um, they're different organisms completely and a different family of viruses. And what makes them really different is, um, you know, the flu virus is naturally in humans and transmitted from humans quite a bit. So um, we have a fair amount of already herd immunity to flu viruses, even as they, as they um, uh, sometimes mutate like viruses do uh, from season to season. That's why you always see new seasonal vi flu virus. And there's actually vaccines available uh, on flu virus. So there's also that herd immunity. Um, coronavirus, which is also causes the common cold, by the way, that's it's more related to the common cold than it is to the flu, um, has no vaccines. But in particular, this coronavirus, which is related to uh, SARS, in fact, it's being referred to as SARS-2, which was that um, sudden acute respiratory syndrome uh, that we saw, I think, way back in 2003, um, and MERS, which was the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, um, which we saw later. Um, they are a version of coronavirus that infects the lungs instead of the sinus cavities. You know, most colds you get are just sinus and, and, and nasal, and, and you know, everybody talks about a head cold. That's probably a coronavirus. Um, but this particular uh, group of coronaviruses jumps from animals. So there is no real herd immunity in humans, and it only jumps every once in a while. And this particular one made that jump in an open market somewhere in, in – um, China and uh, then mutated enough to jump from human to human, you know, which also makes it kind of dangerous because that ability to mutate that fast you know, is, is make, makes it a, a tricky thing to, to control. But the fact that it attacks the lungs is what makes this so much more dangerous and have such a higher mortality rate than the common flu. You know, and, and is unlike the common cold. This particular coronavirus, you know, which they believe may have in, come from bats through some other animal and into humans, um, you know, attacks your lungs and creates a specific kind of pneumonia. And that pneumonia will show up in a chest X-ray and looks like broken glass in a chest X-ray. So you'll see, you'll hear people talking about the broken glass image or, you know, that is a defining thing of this particular COVID-19, which by the way, COVID-19 stands for Coronavirus Disease 2019. If you ever wonder why it's called COVID-19, that's why. Um, not the 19th coronavirus, it's the coronavirus disease that was, that broke out in 2019 but it's also being now referred to as um, SARS-2 um, uh, at the same time because it is so closely related to the SARS um, virus that we saw way back in 2003. But it has a much higher mortality rate because when it gets, you know, because it is in the lungs and causes this pneumonia, it really impacts anyone, you know, pneumonia, kills older people, you know, is, is one of the number, you know, number one killers, elder, the elderly anyway. In fact, most people don't die of Alzheimer's. They die of pneumonia complications from Alzheimer's. People don't truly die of the flu. Mostly they die of a complicating pneumonia from the flu, not, not related to this particular pneumonia. This one in particular, um, you know, can cause such distress in the in breathing and shortness of breath that people have to go on oxygen. 
And then in addition, people end up in ICUs and on full breathing support with a respirator. And because of that, it has a mortality rate that is depending on whether or not you start exceeding the capacity of your ICU and respirators available in your community. If you can stay below that, it has about a, you know, somewhere around a 1% mortality rate is what's being estimated now. And if you exceed that capacity, like they did in China and Italy and Iran, you're seeing mortality rates of around 4%. The mortality rate for seasonal flu is one-tenth of 1%. So it's 10 times to 40 times more deadly than the flu. That's why people are so concerned about it. If it had the same level of infection across the population that the flu achieves every year, we'd be dealing with 10 times as many deaths. And the flu causes between 20 and 60,000 deaths a year, depending on how bad of a season we have. Now that's if we don't exceed the capacity of our of, of our ICU and respiratory support systems in our hospitals. But if we let this thing run away, we're going to exceed that capacity and we'll be looking at three to four times or 30 to 40 times the flu's death rate. Uh, just staggering numbers. That you know, that's why such extraordinary steps are being taken to try and you know, you hear everybody talking about flattening the curve. It's all about trying not to exceed that ICU respiratory support system capacity in our communities. You know, so that's really why there's such extraordinary steps and why this is so unlike the flu. You know, I, there's no comparison between influenza and SARS. And that's basically what we have is, is SARS-2. And fortunately, though, it's not quite as high a mortality rate as SARS-1 had. You know, that was that was eight to ten percent. You know, so we're, we really don't want to, you know, we're glad I'm not we're not dealing with that widespread. Fortunately, that never really got out of out of um, China and South Korea, which is why you didn't you don't hear so much about the original SARS outbreak. Um, so really, this is not the flu. You need to pay attention and, and protect other people. One of the things that's also dangerous about this that's somewhat different about the flu is 80% of the people that get it have mild to no symptoms. So they could be out there actually infecting people. So you know, it's really important um, that why social distancing is important, why washing your hands is so important. We need to try and um, really flatten the curve on this keep the capacity, you know, keep our capacity in our in intensive care system um, there and ready for the people that need that respiratory support. Um, so please, you know, practice that social distancing. Understand that this is not the flu. You know, I really can't say that enough times, you know, that there's no comparison between the COVID-19 and seasonal influenza. Um, it's just other than the things you would do to prevent yourself from getting seasonal influenza work for COVID-19. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. You know, don't cough on anybody. Cover your cough and stay home if you're sick so you don't, you know, infect other people. Really important. And, you know, and if you do get sick, you know, if you think you might have and, and the symptoms you know, mimic the flu in the early stages, you know, a, a high fever, the headaches, possible, you know, some things come with it, sore throat, a dry cough. Um, those things can mimic flu symptoms as, as, you know, most people don't even understand what flu is because you hear people talk about stomach flu and there's no such thing. Influenza is a respiratory disease. Um, so uh, it's, people think, you know, it, it's like the flu, except for if you get, 
a serious case, it goes into this specific kind of, in, of pneumonia that does not happen with influenza. Uh, that's much more serious than the pneumonias that come with influenza. And uh, that's when we get people in the ICU and on respirators. So um, really need to be careful with this one um, and, and understand that you need to stay home. But if you do, do feel like you got the symptoms, contact your medical provider by phone. Do not just show up in a waiting room. Because if you do have COVID-19, then everyone you contact with is going to have to go into self-isolation. You know, that's the big issue here. You know, self-isolate yourself if you feel sick. Call your medical provider. They can arrange to, you know, a lot of them are starting to set up tents out in parking lots, et cetera, and, and meet you away from other people with their staff having the proper um, uh, personal protection gear on so they don't, you know, have to go and self-isolate themselves because they, they accidentally had contact with you. Um, that's the way to handle this. You know, self-isolate, contact by phone, arrange an appointment, you know, to where you won't be exposing other people. Very important uh, part of this whole thing, along with wash your hands and don't flush the wipes. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a serious topic, and, and it's going. We're going to see um, as we get more labs involved in the testing, you'll see more reported cases because we have more capacity in the labs. I put a link on my personal Facebook page, and I I think I'll I'll provide it um, on my commissioner and uh, the KRBN Internet News Talk Radio page a link to a short five-minute video that explains how we actually test for COVID-19. And, and apparently there's some shorter testing that's in the experimental stages now, but it's not you know, ready for prime time, nor is it in wide distribution. So the current testing methods are you know, a complex chain of events that happens with shortages in the supply system at all steps of that 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 chain of events and it's at least 72 hours to get results so you know everyone that's calling for massive testing of the entire population for this mostly you know people will still have 72 hours to be infecting other people <laughs> even if they get tested and if you test negative that doesn't mean that you can't pick it up you know if right, you know, an hour after you got your throat swiped, um, and, and uh, be spreading it off anyway. So um, testing is not going to be what stops COVID-19. What stops COVID-19 is people practicing good high personal hygiene and good social distancing um, skills as much as possible. And hopefully, this thing will burn out as, you know, we get enough people that are in that 80% that have mild to no symptoms and become, um, have, have some immunity to it. And also, um, as we get towards summer with more daylight hours and more UV uh, radiation and people are outside more because uh, viruses don't like UV very much, um, they have no protection against UV. Um, so, you know, Hopefully by summertime, we might be seeing this thing pass. I don't know. Uh, I, I, one of the things about this virus is it's an unknown. It's new. It's a new disease. So everything we're, we're, we're taking from is from the best information we've been able to gather to date. So I will even state everything I've said about virus and comparing it to influenza is about the best information to date uh, that we have uh, from the mortality rates to the fact that it's got a, um, uh, they have these RO factors, which is about how fast they spread. And, and this has an RO factor of about 2.5 and influenza only has a 1.5 RO factor. So that, you know, that's, yeah, it's more contagious. You know, if you want to, you know, basically 60% more contagious than, than um, influenza is. So, <clears throat> that's, you know, best information to date. 
It's more contagious than influenza, and it's got a higher mortality rate than influenza. I think we should be taking that a little bit more serious than influenza. <laughs> I would think so. Um, so we really, uh, for some of those folks that keep going, you know, we don't freak out about flu every year. It's not the flu. It's not the flu. It's not the flu. Wash your hands. Don't flush the wipes. So, Robin, in our last 10 minutes or so here, I'll remind people that they can call in at 646-721-9887. Just press 1 if you want to get in on the Bo's Nose Show. Again, that's 646-721-9887. Just press 1 if you want to get in on the Bo's Nose Show. And I just want to, you know, on the on the lighter side of things somewhat, um, I was I was telling one of uh, my wife's employees as I was walking out the door to come do the Bose No Show that I suddenly had this thought in my mind that, that you know we ought to make up a playlist for songs that should go with you know the this this virus thing and, and uh, you know the, one of the first songs I thought of was Can't Get Next to You by The Temptations. <laughs> And then, then we also thought, you know, don't stand so close by the police. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have a have somewhat of a somewhat of a contest with the Bo's Nose Show of, you know, if you've got something for the playlist for the coronavirus um, mixtape, uh, we're, we're accepting entries into that. <laughs> oh God. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it, you have to make some light of it, but you know it is kind of one of those things where um, we've got to pull together, though. If we can all do the things that I was talking about, you know, these these personal hygiene issues, these you know self isolating, you know, yourself if you're sick, all those things, we'll get past this as a country, as a as a state, as a county, as a community, you know. That's what's really important is to get beyond this as quickly as possible so we can repair the economic damage caused by what we had to do to get past it. Um, but we have to do that as a community. And while we're trying to get past it, please remember that there are seniors out there that are feeling, one, really scared because they're being told over and over again, every newscast is saying that, you know, how if you're over 60 and have you know, some kind of health issues, which, you know, if you talk about some of the seniors that are in the 75 and up range, how many don't have additional health issues? And of course, you know, the older you are, the worse your chances are. They're scared. And a lot of them are in uh, facilities. And I know that a lot of those facilities have completely shut down visitation or extremely limited visitations into those facilities. So those seniors are feeling scared and they're isolated. And, you know, one of the things that hurts immune systems is to have stress. So I am asking all the folks that listen to the Bose Nose Show, take a couple minutes out of your day and call a senior you know, whether it's your next door neighbor, whether it's your dad, your mom, uh, your aunt, just call them and talk to them on the phone. That live interaction is so important. You know, it'll do so much to, to help relieve the, the, the tedium of, of no visitation and that social isolation. If you've got the technology or if, you're, if the, the home they're in or somebody in their household has the ability, do a FaceTime or Skype where you know, you've got picture also. The, you know, the, the closer to one-on-one -on -one interaction it is, the better but at least a voice. And if you talk about seniors, that was the way they were used to interacting. You know, once upon a time ago, there was no FaceTime, you know, there wasn't texting, you know, it was all about that telephone call. So take a few minutes out of your day, call a senior, call somebody that might be by themselves, call your friend that, you know, might just be a single mom now that's kind of stuck at home with their kids that are out of school maybe been laid off from a job who knows and offer some help you know offer to pick up the groceries or something like that the time is now for us to come together as a community i mean this is not you know a 
Republican virus. It's not a Democrat virus. It doesn't care if you're a progressive or conservative. It doesn't care what color, race, creed, religion you are. It's a virus that's impacting everybody. I mean, look at the different countries it's impacted so far. You know, from China to Iran to Italy, it doesn't care who you are, what race you are, what religion you are. And we're only going to get together this through this together if we act together as a community. You know, and really um, pull together closely to, you know, really support each other. So if I can encourage everybody just to think about how you can support somebody. And I also want to encourage people, if you're feeling the need for support, reach out. Reach out by phone. And in fact, we're starting to make available resources through our behavioral health department um, and other places are doing so. Um, if you are feeling a little bit of stress and all that stuff and you need to, to, to speak with a, you know, a professional about that, or if you're just you know, looking for some um, you know, help in that way, um, that, would, that would be one way. Um, you know, look on, on our, our website. Um, we're, we're looking at putting some of those resources together. Um, and, and if you have any questions at all, about coronavirus. Um, there are two great resources available here in Lane County. And if you're outside of Lane County, we'll still answer the phone. 541-682-1380 is our coronavirus Q&A answer line. It's staffed by public health professionals and nurses and other medical professionals. And that operates from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day now, um, all seven days of the week. Again, that's 541-682-1380 is Lane County's coronavirus hotline. In fact, we'd rather have you call that than call a hospital um, emergency room or 911 for just simple questions about the coronavirus. Now, if you're having a medical emergency, call 911. <laughs> but if you just want to know, you know, about, you know, anything from, you know, testing to, um, you know, how long coronavirus lives on certain surfaces or, you know, whatever question we have, what kills coronavirus, um, you know, or you read something on the internet and you want to, you know, fact check it, that's a great number to call. 541-682-1380. You can also email Lane County at corona-info at lanecountyor.gov. Um, and I'll try and get both that phone number and that link up uh, on both uh, the, my commissioner's page and the KRBN internet page. That's uh, corona-info at lanecountyor, all one word, dot gov. So a uh, couple ways you can get good information from the professionals, not off the internet. Don't believe, you know, the email that has been and Facebook stuff that's been going around about the Stanford University Hospital Board is recommending that you uh, – <laughs> hold your breath to see if you have the coronavirus. That's been proven to be a, uh, a false um, <laughs> and did not come out of Stanford Hospital. And the Stanford um, folks have put out a press release denying that they had anything to do with that. So um, don't believe what you're reading on Facebook necessarily. If you have a question about what you're seeing on Facebook, please call that number or write that email. I'll give that number one more time, 682, sorry, 541-682-1380. So that is our big public service announcement for the Bose Nose Show. 
you know, it's going to be really uh, some interesting times here over the next several weeks. Um, if you can't tell, I'm getting visitations from the poodle dogs. <laughs> One of the things they have said is pets don't pass it on. So hug your pets if you're craving that attention. Yeah. Hug your pet. So um, dogs and cats are not, not terriers. So uh, I actually looked at the clock wrong earlier there, um, Robin. I was thinking we had 10 minutes left 10 minutes ago. We actually have 10 minutes left now. <laughs> so again, oh, for look kind of standstills, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just that it's, it, Jay's doing bad at math today. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to do too much math around the coronavirus, um, trying, looking at numbers, numbers and statistics um, coming out of the CDC and the World Health Organization and um, the state. One thing I've been a little disappointed in is the CDC numbers seem to really be lagging, um, the reporting from uh, the state and all that stuff. Um, they're showing numbers for the state of Oregon that are two or three days behind what Oregon's reporting. Um, so, yeah, when you see the total number of cases in the U.S. coming out of the CDC, I'm, I'm a little worried they're underreporting that. Uh, and I don't know if that's just because their staff's overwhelmed or, or what's going on there. Um, you know, maybe whoever runs the website was considered non-essential. <laughs> and I kind of read somewhere that they're still focusing on the uh, executive order for cap and trade. Uh, yeah, you know, I've heard something about that too. And I, I kind of, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, and we're going to get sideways here and somebody's probably going to get mad at me, but I am so glad that we are not punishing our transportation haulers right now with a, uh, onerous um, carbon tax because thank God Costco, um, Fred Myers, Albertsons, and Safeway are getting those 18-wheelers pulled by evil diesel-engined tractor trailers, you know, <laughs> showing up with all those goods uh, that we are trying to buy and, and stock up on because people are concerned that they may have to self-isolate for two weeks. You know, which I, I fully understand, although if folks have been listening to me on other shows, they'd realize I've been always advocating that you should have a two-week supply of non-perishable food and water built up in your household um, if you can, um, because, you know, particularly here on the West Coast, if that subduction zone earthquake happens, you're not even going to get the chance to run to Costco to wipe them out of toilet paper because the bridges will be down <laughs> and the Costco won't be open. So, you, you know, one thing this is doing is people are finally stocking their houses, except for they're doing it all at once and all at the same time. So it's causing these shortages, but thank goodness we have a, great transportation and distribution system in this country that, yes, it takes carbon to run. But on a secondary note, I sure wish we had to put disposable plastic bags at our grocery stores now, uh, don't you? You know, everybody that is coming into those grocery stores and crowding into the Costco's and standing in line has got their own bags in this state that they that are cloth you know, that they've been handling themselves and, and then they're handing them to the checker who has to touch them. And then they're going to touch your items next and put them into your reusable bags that, you know, you will have to handle. And, um, you know, it's just, would, would be great just to, you know, open that little plastic bag, dump all your groceries in there and hand you the plastic bag, you know, and, and at least uh, there's not so much, touching back and forth between the person that was in front of you in line and even the 10th person that was in front of you in line and their bags and the checker. Well, you know, what's really silly about, because <clears throat> you can now get plastic bags, you know, the thicker was a five millimeter or milliliter or whatever. Yeah, um, quote, and, reusable. 
But they're yeah. still bringing the bag back into the store. Well, the thing is, it says that it's good for 150 uses. Well, I'm not, I use it once. It goes into a big garbage bag and then it becomes a cat litter bag. And because it takes up more space, but it's still the same number of bags are just thicker. Yeah. 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 I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoarding every time I get a plastic bag with, with something, I hoard it now for my cat litter box. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I got about two, three garbage bags full of, uh, of the regular <clears throat> single use. Yeah, but, but I am sure happy for our farmers, farmers that are continuing to farm. Like I, I don't, you know, I haven't seen any farmers not out in their fields or not feeding their cattle or, you know, so we're ending up with the food eventually in our grocery stores and all of that supply chain, transportation chain in between that uses carbon that is resupplying the Costco's and the Fred Meyer's and the Albertsons and the Winco's and everybody else that, you know, we wiped out, you know, in our panic buying and, um, and somewhat understandable panic buying, although I just don't get the toilet paper thing. Well, maybe, maybe I got an explanation here. I'm going to do this um, kind of blind here without a preview, so it may not come out good, but we'll, yeah. see, what, we'll see what happens here. Bring me your TV. All your TV. You do not want to face the wrath of my bunghole. There must be more TV. More TV. More TV. Now. I am the great corn holio. I need TP for my bunghole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, we're, good thing we're not FCC. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I I have a friend that, that posts all these crazy things. You know, you know, stay tuned for more recipes from me. And some of his recipes are really silly. We have one today where where there was a roll of paper towels that was sawed in half <laughs> <laughs> that looked like two rolls of toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it was classic. You know, with a little little hacksaw next to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Recycled toilet paper. Yeah, but you really don't want to flush paper towels down the toilet, just like the Clorox wipes. You will kill our sanitary sewer system. And I'm telling you, you really don't want to have that system fail in a large city, the even more, in a community. <laughs> we'll do that right. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, the more you know. Yeah. 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 Do not want to flush the Clorox wipes. It clogs the sewer systems. And we really don't want to clog that. Going back to the trucking thing for a second, though, to give um, credit where credit's due, the FMCSA, the people that regulate the trucking industry, are actually suspending some of the rules and regulations uh, for people that are hauling emergency supplies, including toilet paper. So that that's really a good thing because that means they – you know, they can we, they can get it there sooner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I I heard um, one trucker on a another um, call-in show talking about how the actual trucking company they work for is not going beyond the old standards. They're not letting their drivers drive the extra hours. Yeah. Because they're There's concerned good. about getting sued. Yeah. And the downside is that some states are closing the rest areas. Yeah. They're closing the rest areas and some of the, the restaurants are all closed, you know, so that, you know, and you can't pull an 18 wheeler through the, the drive through at McDonald's. No. And the, uh, the pilots, yeah. Jays, some of them are closing down and. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you kind of, you know, the truckers are having to walk up to the drive through windows, I guess, you know, but yeah, I really appreciate the truck driver because they're kind of what's keeping this country afloat right now. And thank goodness we're not taxing them with a carbon tax right now. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up the Bose Nose Show for this week. We'll be back next week. Maybe we'll have something to talk about other than the coronavirus. Who knows? If it's just going to be coronavirus, maybe we might cut the show short. Who knows? Um, 
But we'll see where we are next week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Stay at home if you can. And be safe and have a great week.